and welcome back to XP Waste, where if King Black Dragon was to vape, do you think he'd vape out of one head or all three? Hi, I'm Oxy. And I'm Michael. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for checking us out. We are XP Waste, as we said in the beginning. Uh, we're an old school RuneScape podcast. That's likely why you clicked on this episode. Um, we talk about the news. We talk about things happening in the game. We talk about random things that we like about the game. Sometimes we don't talk about the game at all. So stay tuned for that. If you're not new around here, again, welcome back. Glad to have you. Oxy, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. We're still heavy into leagues. Um I am I'm on the cusp of tier seven. There's a chance I get tier seven by the time this episode is over. I'm 110 Ooh. points away. Um but I got my first 99 last night. I got 99 cooking. Not that big of an achievement in leagues because I was earning like 37 million XP an hour with Karamblons at the Myths Guild. So I was about to say something until you added the caveat in leagues. Because 99 cooking is yeah. a pretty big thing in my book. But no, I 99 leagues. cooking in, in main game, it's it's nice, but in, in leagues, no, it takes not like, so much. What, like it's, 45 minutes? Uh I would say less, yeah. If you if you have, I think I think the 25 million XP mark is like 7,000 Karambwans. So spend a couple hours at Karambwans, unlock the Dragon Slayer 2 Myths Guild, and then just do it there in an hour. Go from like 1 to, or 35 to probably 25 mil. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. How many? How much cooking XP do you have? Did you just do how the much 13? Uh, no, I did all the Karambwans I have. So right now I have 18.2 million. But I don't have 99 fishing, so I'm thinking I'm going to get 99 fishing through sharks, which is a little bit slower, Yeah, but I'm going to need the food for the God Wars dungeon grind. Right. So I got about 5,000 Karambons, only about 1,500 sharks right now. How many How many points is it to get a, uh, a 25 mil in leagues? Uh, it's 125. So there's your so task a, right there. Uh, I don't have the food. Yeah, so I'm, I'm currently at Kraken just because it's super chill, super oh, AFK. Okay. Although gathering skills are also super AFK in this league with what we have unlocked. Yeah. But if I can get a trident, I can equip that for a nice task. If I can get a tentacle, I can equip that for a nice task. Uh, you know, just small stuff like that that I'm slowly, slowly smashing out. I actually might see if I can get it right now because if I leave my private instance and kill a tiny Kraken, that might be a 125-point task Ooh. right there, and we can just pop our 7th Relic live on the show. Okay, let's so, do it. Let's see. Yeah, so stay tuned. Pause but the otherwise, show. the, okay, week, okay. the week is... Other, I was going to say, I got a lot of time to kill this Kraken. <laughs> otherwise, the week isn't pretty good. Leagues has been progressing pretty fun. Been hopping back into the main game to show people a, th show people a thing or two for PVM. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty solid week. How about you, Michael? Oh, wait, wait, pause champ. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, it was only 50 points. Okay. No. Well, you're still close. You're still close. Uh, we, uh, we are close. We are, I think 60 points away. So any drop from Kraken and we're cheering. Hell yeah. Uh, my week has been pretty, pretty good. I went back to work. I keep saying it, but like it, every week it just feels like I'm back at work, but, um, I haven't <laughs> been playing much RuneScape. That hasn't changed. I'm 400k until 95 fishing. That's all I've really been doing. I did one one blood belts task last night. Got my feet a little bit more wet into skill hopping and PVM and stuff. But I've had I've had that small little itch, and I've been wanting to scratch it to go back to Gauntlet. But I just haven't really felt like I've had the time. Like my days off this week have been kind of funky, not the same as they normally are. I'm doing a lot of other stuff that I can't do while i'm at work so mm -hmm. it's just kind of figuring out life bringing life 
and RuneScape back together while working, while having a kid, having a family. Like, it's just kind of figuring all that out for me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like, these recording sessions are the longest stint that, like, I get to actually devote to just playing RuneScape. But it's also not because I'm recording this. That, mm -hmm. that can sometimes be at night whenever the baby goes to bed. But that's generally when I want to hang out with my wife. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, Ryan in the recording booth chat said it's about finding the balance and that's exactly right. It's just about finding balance and that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to, as the monks say, find the balance. So, perfectly balanced perfectly as balanced. all things should be. Yes. <laughs> I've also been really, really into 3d modeling. I took mm. a YouTube, the school of YouTube class, which was just watching a video. <laughs> um, I, t <laughs> I watched a video about, how to model, how to 3D model in a, a program called Blender. And it was super interesting. The video was like 40 minutes long. Um, it took you basically from making, taking a square box and modeling like a human figurine from scratch, like all of the different intricacies about it. And that really got me into uh, like fixing other 3D models. So like I'm currently working on a Cerberus model where somebody posted it online and you can upload the, the model into this software and like manipulate the polygons and stuff, the vertices as they would call them. But it's it, like the model that they post online was not designed to be printed right off the bat. This is a big ramble into saying that I've, I have a new hobby. It's called 3D printing. If you're, if you're watching the YouTube, you can see my, my robot is sitting here on the table behind me, and uh, I've printed a lot of cool things. Um, printed this dice tower for all of my dice. I have more dice than this, and I'm going to be printing another one of these. But like this took two, four, no, three, six, nine. This took about 15, 12 to 15 hours to print fully. But it was, I mean, it, in, in, the, in the sense of the word, it was free. I paid for the filament, but like getting so much use out of the filament that it doesn't feel like I've, I'm paying for it. I don't know. Again, long ramble, 3D printing good. I like it. <laughs> I just got a jar of dirt on 9KC. Is that a task? I don't think, no, I don't think jars are boosted. I think it is a task, but I need to build an achievement gallery and build a boss layer display to get it. <laughs> so I need to do construction, which is absolutely not AFK for a podcast. So... I think it's points long term, but like, man, of all the uniques from Kraken, the one that doesn't give me immediate points. Here we go. Man. Here, think about this. So like if you wanted to complete the log for Kraken and those are not boosted, that's the best one to get out of the way because every other one yeah. is just going to come your way. The pet's not boosted. Well, the there are no too. boosted pets. Yeah. Uh, oh, how did we not? Speaking of boosted, I, I need to flex a little bit. I Ooh. got third age range bottoms in uh, nice. in leagues. Nice. So that's probably my, my biggest accomplishment outside of actually accomplishing things and like points and, you know, kills <laughs> and things like that. I've yeah. started. Uh, yeah. So I've been wearing the third age literally everywhere. It's not if I don't need melee or mage gear, mm -hmm. I've been wearing third age. That's so awesome. It's been it's been a lot of fun. You love to see. Yeah, it. the 3D printing stuff has been really cool. Michael has been like streaming in Discord quite a bit uh of like he's been streaming the Blender stuff and we've been watching him work on Kraken, not Kraken, watching him work on Cerberus, work on some other RuneScape models that he's been he's been playing mm -hmm. with. Uh 
and I know nothing about it, so I just sit there and go, ooh, and a bunch <laughs> of stuff is on screen. The thing but, that I'm excited about is, like, my dad's never going to hear this. He might. Well, should I say it then? Because he might listen to it. Anyway, I'm working on something for my dad. I won't go into specifics, but I'm modeling, like, from scratch, I'm modeling things that I'm going to print for my dad for Christmas. And that's, like, to me, that's, the like, the coolest thing about owning this 3D printer is taking something that didn't exist before and literally creating it and then having it show up in my real life. I think that's like, when I think of the future and what the possibilities are, that's just the cusp. And I know that this stuff has been around for many, many years, but it's finally becoming accessible to consumers. And if you're, if you're in the boat where you think 3D printing is way too expensive to get into, it's not. This printer was like 300 bucks. They have printers online that with coupons you can get for like $100. So it's very accessible. It is not an expensive hobby to get into considering back in the day printers just decent printers cost thousands. Like mm-hmm. there are companies making these things accessible for people and that's something that I didn't realize until I did the research. So, if you want to yeah. get into it, Hit me up. I know very little. <laughs> if I got, uh, if I ever got a three D printer, one of the first things I would want to do, and this might come as a surprise to the longtime listeners, uh, I'd want to print Halo armor. Oh, that'd be sick! I've always wanted to do. I love the people who can make. Um, like I think his uh, his TikTok name is O five two. He has like a beautiful Mark V Spartan armor. Ooh. He built. Uh, if you played Halo Reach, he made a full George uh cosplay in a month he built a full and he's like it's got like the lifted boots and shit wow. so he's like six foot seven when he wears the whole thing oh, that's sick. It's, it's real cool i would love to do something like that the overhead cost of that much plastic as someone who knows nothing about 3d printing would be pretty intense for me um so i don't know if like that's viable but if i ever did get a 3d printer that would be one of like my my big goals is to create something like that. Yeah. And then depending on the size of the 3D printer, because I am a filthy RuneScape nerd, I think it would be really cool to print like God sword blades that are like five feet long, just like glue the pieces together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or even just like the hilts. Uh-huh. You know how cool it would be to like right back there on my little setup have like all five hilts oh, like that'd lined be sick. up. That'd be super cool. Uh yeah, just like small stuff like that. 3D printing would be good, but it's one of those things that like you're still a poor college student, Oxy. You cannot <laughs> get into 3D printing right now. You have rent. Rent is due, bitch. So <laughs> I uh I have the files on my computer for a dragon scimitar that is cut into pieces that I have to glue together. Each piece, there's eight there's eight pieces. Each piece is fourteen to twenty hours to print. So, I mean, that's that like the settings that I had it at. I may be able to get that down because it's literally mm-hmm. just going to be a showpiece. It's not going to be used for anything. So it could happen. You may see. You, you mean you're not going to have a combat ready decimate like decent no. behind you? Damn, dude. Structurally sound, if you, sharp if you as print hell. One, if you print one and then print two, oh. I know a guy who would love that second one. Gotcha. He'd make hella TikToks with that decent, dude. <laughs> Here's a question, though. Would you want it like... Would you want it painted and fully assembled or would you want to do that yourself? Like, is that fun for you? I, so uh, my thing with crafting is I really have to be 
like motivated to craft if that makes sense i need like outside motivation mm-hmm. to do crafts and things i need to do that shit with somebody else or else i'm i'm probably not gonna get it done myself as far as like crafting it yeah tyler <laughs> says you can buy different colored pla which also not a bad shout yeah i don't know I don't really know what kind of creative space I have to do that kind of painting either, because I feel like for that, you want to like spray paint it, right? right? Like you don't necessarily want to like paint it by hand. Yeah. I live in the second floor of an apartment, so I'd have to like take it out to the grass, which is right now all snow. So I'd have to like take it out in the snow and like spray paint it out there, which I mean, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but. (laughs) Well, this would be something where you could just, you could have a cardboard box and a spray paint and that's it. Like I did it on my back porch. Yeah. So enough about 3D printing, right? Let's talk about RuneScape. <laughs> All right. So if you get if you guys could add a 3D printer in RuneScape, where would it be? <laughs> oh, fun question already. Here we go. I was gonna say I was gonna say where would it be and why would it be Prif? <laughs> because that just makes sense. <laughs> Did you know that you there there's a thing that will 3D print a house out of concrete? Yeah. It's insane, I've seen them. dude. Yeah, it, it's real cool. The houses are super simple. They're like circles with like two or three rooms, but it's pretty cool. It's really neat. Okay, yeah. we said enough about 3D printing. Okay, so RuneScape. <laughs> this is not a 3D printing podcast. All th- right. <laughs> nope, not yet anyway. So, so Michael, we're, we're actually getting into to main title content pretty quick this week. Look at us. I know. Not, not, not dilly-dallying. We're nearly you know? 15 minutes in potentially i know if i can't remember how long we recorded before you know we, <laughs> it's good 10 we minutes we faffed now. about in in the pre-recording recording so we we talked like we hit record forgot we hit record and then kept talking logistics mm-hmm. and then michael and i were like ah shit we are recording this so we have no perception of how long we've been going for just add about um, 10 minutes <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see but so today michael and i looked at all the news posts and once again didn't find much of anything this is gonna bite us in the ass tomorrow when they like release the poll 76 thing like a few things came out uh the the revenant boss came out i was gonna say the revenant boss is the biggest thing that happened this week the revenant boss and the upgrades to the wilderness slayer cave which are pretty cool i have yet to test it out that may change by the day this podcast releases but I believe we now have Abyssal Demons in cannibal multi-combat mm. with putting them in the Deep Wilderness Slayer Cave. Mm-hmm. I think we now have them in multi, which means cool. if you need an Abyssal Whip, it just got a hell of a lot faster to get one. And dangerous. Yes, it also got very dangerous to get one. I am concerned if you can kill them off task. Oh, Okay. I am I am unaware if you can kill these monsters off task. I looked in the blog. It didn't really say anything specifically whether or not you could or couldn't. But basically, if you can kill them off task, that's going to become a very farmable. Um, it's going to be a very farmable moneymaker mm-hmm. to do whips in multi combat because I think the fastest way to get a whip right now, outside of sire, which like you have to rely on the unsired RNG anyway. Uh, is to kill them in the catacombs of Karend, like burst them, which is quick, but I would imagine not as quick as like a cannon or something like that. Although, to be honest, I don't know what an Abyssal Demon's range defense is. Abyssal Demons could be absolute tanks with range. I don't think they are, because 
for being one of the strongest demon class monsters that is not a boss, they are really weak. Like level wise, they're up there. I think I think demonic gorillas and like black demons are higher level than abyssal demons, but comparatively those two are much stronger than abbeys. In any case, there's a lot of new opportunities in the Wilderness Slayer cave. If you're feeling frisky, I know some folks in in TNL and uh have been going out to the wilderness and doing like revenants and things like that with the new update. If you're feeling frisky, go do some Crystalia Slayer and get like an Abyssal Demons or a, a Necreals task. Being able to burst Necreals and they're they're the greater version too, so it's a little bit more XP. Um so yeah, being able to do that stuff in the wild, that's gonna be pretty exciting. Uh do you know and then, if you can get a regular, just like normal slayer task and do wilderness? Boston, yeah. like you can just go in there with a regular abyssal demon you don't need a wilderness slayer task no you don't you don't need a wilderness slayer task okay. uh i only say wilderness slayer task so you can get the larens keys oh yeah and while you're points. out there because yeah and and it's a hell of a lot more points than unless you're on a 10th task from a master mm-hmm. um but yeah that's uh I, I think that's it's pretty neat as is but before we get too deep into main title content i did want to just tease something that we're going to be talking about after the fun question, uh, after the break. So Oxy and I are planning to do a giveaway related to our YouTube channel. So stick around for after the break when we talk about it. Just wanted to tease a little bit right now. Ooh, we may have found a giveaway that's not going to get us in trouble by anybody. (laughs) So... Hey. We're, we're really hoping we're really hoping there's a third end of this candle we can burn that's no, not too quick no rwt so, here boys yes we're t- we're t- so desperately trying not to get in trouble for rwt we think we've managed to do it but so stay tuned. you know stay tuned so today we're talking about the concept of permanent viable unlocks um what that means for your account what that means for how you play the game all the different things. So Oxy, how they should be prioritized. How they, yeah. yeah, how they should be prioritized. Whether or not you should spend the extra money if you don't have it. Uh, like if you should sell gear. So we'll get into that. But uh, Oxy, you want to take it away? I, I do, yeah. So this topic came about. We've had a few people this week in Discord um, do some pretty cool stuff. We've, got, we've had people get their assemblers. We've had people get their first Zalra KC. There's always people getting their quest capes and things. And... I think the natural thought process of most OSRS players, once you hit a, a PVM milestone, like an assembler or a fire cape or your Zalra kill, um, is to be like, all right, well, now I can just buy a bunch of gear. And I hard disagree with that <clears throat> for a lot of reasons. Um, this, when we've been, we were talking back and forth, some of, you know, the old timers and myself about, you know, what should be like the first thing that you get you know, what you should prioritize over another. Um, this is going to be a little bit inspired by like a chambers gear progression, but we're not going to talk so much gear. Um, Michael said it earlier, the permanent upgrades, things that are effectively just fat gold sinks for your account, <laughs> but are going to change the way that you play this game. Truly, truly. So do you want to talk about items or skills first, Michael? Uh, let's talk about items. Perfect. Let's do it. So, right. so first on the list. What do first you got? on the list? Yeah. 
First on the list is is kind of an item, but also kind of a skill. It's going to tie into a skill later. First on the list are your scrolls from Chambers of Zareth. Yes. All three of them. Your Preserve scroll, your uh, Arcane Prayer scroll, and your Dexterous Prayer scroll. Preserve is going to be very nice for boosting skills, uh, particularly when you have to boost for Sherlock steps or Diary steps or you know boosting your house for construction. Preserve is cool. It's only like 50k. Uh, Arcane Prayer scroll shoots up to like a mil, I think. And it provides really nice magic accuracy. You'll notice a little bit of a difference in some places, Gauntlet, Zalra, Chambers. There, There is no bigger upgrade for the prayer skill than the Dexterous Prayer Scroll. Yeah. So the Dex is one of only a few prayers in the game that gives a magic, or not a magic, a ranged damage boost. The only other prayers that give damage boost are the ones that increase melee strength. And Rigor is the only one that increases range strength. So you'll be able to hit harder with the dex unlocked. You'll be able to hit harder with Rigor. Mm-hmm. I think it's sitting at like a comfortable 20 mil right now. Yeah. Let's give it a look. Let's I just give it a it look. Up. Let's just type dex. All right. Oh, it's like it almost up. exactly 20 mil. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not bad. I remember buying my dex for like 30 or 40 mil. So, and that was probably a year in, or a year or two ago. It fluctuates in price. It's definitely gone up after the GE tax. So mm-hmm. hopefully you guys got it before that because it was probably, what, 12, 12 mil, 15, maybe? Or am I thinking of an yeah. Arcane? No, an Arcane was an arcane was almost like 500K before the tax. And Arcanes so, are now 1 mil. Yeah, Arcanes are... If you get it as a drop from Chambers, the people you're with, if you get an Arcane as a drop... Let's say you go with me, for example. If you get an arcane in a four man and you don't have augury, I'm just gonna let you use it. Like I don't want to split. Just like use the prayer scroll. Um, Dex is a little different. I like the money from a Dex, but yeah. the the dexterous prayer scroll unlocking rigor is, I think, from what we you know I've talked with some of the old timers. It's debatably like the single most important PVM upgrade you can get. It will help you at Zalra, Vorkath, Gauntlet, Chambers, Theater of Blood. It will help you on Slayer tasks. It will help you with Slayer bosses. It'll help you kill. I think Prime is the DK that needs range. Mm-hmm. Anything you use a crossbow for. Anything you use a blowpipe, Tebow, Bofa. It is a game changer commander ziliana kree unlocking rigor like far and away should be in my opinion your first big ticket pvm unlock items are super tempting they really are i get it like an acb without rigor vastly different Mm -hmm. you know even a zcb without rigor like you're losing several max hits there so yeah. I would say first and foremost, prayer scrolls like top priority, and which is probably going to cost you like twenty two mil at the high end right now. Because preserve literally, it's like sixty k. It's called the torn prayer scroll. It's sixty k. Arcane prayer scroll is a mil. You can easily do that. An hour of Vorkath, hour of Zalra, hour of Mole. Holy shit, Mole <laughs> makes like a mil an hour. There's skilling hour methods that give you a mil for a yeah, couple hours, really. maybe an hour work. So. You can make uh, drift nets. <laughs> as much as mining sucks, if you have 85 mining, you could make bank at like a motherload mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make a lot of money in that runite ore. You go to volcanic mine, they give you, you can get runite oh, ore yeah. at volcanic mine. There's a lot of ways yeah, to get you money. You use the okay. points to buy it, right? I was, yeah, I was, this is not a, not a, not a money making podcast. <laughs> I was doing the, the, 
the price calculations in my head. And I was thinking, okay, so if somebody has an anguish and they don't have rigor, should they sell their anguish to help fund rigor? Is that something you would recommend, Doxy? Because effectively, what? You get a Fury as a replacement, and a Fury plus rigor is better than an anguish? Am I, am I correct in that thinking? So versus one another, so an anguish, a necklace of anguish is the, the top tier Zenite for range. It does give a range strength bonus, but it doesn't have the same increase. So I think it gives range strength plus 10. Rigor gives a percentage increase, 23% higher. So it's one of those that that's a really tough spot because I was it's a decent transition to talking about Zenites that isn't you know, we've said it before, Zenites aren't necessarily a permanent upgrade. Um, there's something you can get rid of. You know, there's something you can sell back if you need to, if you're like on a rebuild. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so these are more of like an honorable mention. But an item like an Anguish will make Rigor more effective. Mm-hmm. But without Rigor, you'll still be able to hit higher with an Anguish, if that makes any sense. Okay. It's not like... It's not like one versus another, right? It's not like you're talking about um, like Bandos Tacits versus Bandos Chestplate, like a strength bonus there. Yeah. They they complement each other so well that I... It's hard it's, to say, right? That, that, one, that, one, to that say. one's really hard to say. Should you sell your anguish for a dexterous prayer scroll? I'm, I'm going to say yes, only because with rigor, you will unlock the ability to do content like commander Zeliana and zalra and vorkath and kriara bosses that can make you a lot of money i think zenites are what like 10 mil a pop right now let me look which like if you got a 200k cash stack like i was rocking back in the day like it, it 10 mil seems unfathomable uh, but an anguish rigor the necklace of anguish is 13 mil so you're you're almost okay. there okay i mean 13 mil I, I don't rigor is so good everywhere yeah that i if i had to choose i would sell an anguish for rigor but if you don't have either i would prioritize buying a dex yeah okay. if that makes any sense um yeah it's that one's really tough that's that's really <laughs> tough i mean as far as the other zenites go uh as far as like rebuilding you know like let's say you're trying to sell gear for a rebuild i would never sell um I'd never sell sell a Zenite. If I was doing a rebuild, they're just too good to have between the strength bonus of a torture, the strength bonus of an anguish, the magic damage percent boost of a uh, tormented, and just the fat defense prayer and recoil of a suffering. I take my suffering everywhere. People mm-hmm. make fun of me because I still take it to theater of blood over a <laughs> berserker ring, but I, I love that item so much. It does so much additional damage to monsters. Right. It makes a big difference. You can't DPS if you're dead, and you need defense not to die. So, a- Absolute facts. <laughs> and if you're starting to get like clapped by monsters, like a good example, uh, I watched a King Condor video, and he loves the Ring of Suffering. He brought it to Calphite Queen. Mm-hmm. It did like an extra 40 points of damage to the Calphite Queen. Oh, for the recoil. Yes, for the recoil effect, because a boss like KQ is gonna hit you no matter what right <laughs> like you can't permanently pray any boss that will hit you with multiple combat styles that you can't pray against a suffering is very good mm-hmm. it also gives a nice prayer bonus you know suffering is suffering is a really good upgrade 
which Zenite you should buy first, I am unsure. I, I do not know which Zenite is a good well, first upgrade. It just comes down to personal preference and how you play the game. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, if you're going to be using mainly range, go with an anguish. But if you mm-hmm. see yourself doing a lot of melee slayer, go with the the torture or the whatever mm-hmm. the melee uh, necklace is. Yeah, it's the, the torture. torture. So go with the torture. If you're, if you're like, oh, I want to grind Zalra for all the uniques, get a suffering. Get a suffering. You know, like if, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it depends on, on what you're really going for. And they could be interchangeable. With the GE tax, it makes it kind of dicey to do that. But yeah, you lose a little bit of money, but you can make that money. Like you can make 1% back. Uh, doing the content that you're switching it out for you just you're not going to have as much profit in the end but i mean i use the ge all the time as a gear loaning system it's it's not unheard of but the tax makes it a little harder to do yeah do you want to i think this is a good transition we talk about skills a little bit because we talked about the prayer scrolls but i think you don't get the prayer scrolls until 74 and 77 so michael you want to take this one for us yeah so some skills upgrades that I would highly recommend, um, they can be in the form of skill capes, but not necessary. I mean, they're, it's, they're not all necessary because I understand time commitments. I understand money and, and things like that. But like starting out, I think the number one upgrade that you should prioritize putting your money into is a somewhat maxed house. I'm not saying get 99 construction because that's a luxury. You can have house tabs. You're never going to spend 175 mil in house tabs to justify the 175 mil it costs to just get 99 construction. So if you're okay with taking house tabs everywhere, get 83, get 84. I don't remember what the exact number is now with with all of the items, but I think it's 84. If you boost with plus five and a crystal saw, I think it's 84. It's 83. Okay. So yeah, because it's plus eight and you get the, you get 91 to make everything. Yeah. Okay. So plus, plus eight boost at 83 construction will get you everything you would need in a house. That's going to be your maxed pool for rejuvenation. That's going to be your portal nexus, your max jewelry box. That's going to be a fairy ring, um, a spirit tree, depending if you have the levels. Uh, these are all things you can easily access with just a house tab wherever you are. Mm-hmm. I cannot count how many times I've been bossing, skilling, doing whatever, and just like automatically teleport back to my house, get my run energy back, and then continue on using teleports in my house. I cannot tell you how many times per day <laughs> I do that because it's so convenient. So this this, this skill is possibly the single most expensive on our list. This yeah. is I, I think. Because construction itself to train it is going to cost you probably 25 mil to get the levels. And then it's going to cost you probably another 20 to 30 mil to put all of this shit in your house. This is possibly the most expensive upgrade we have on our list. This is life changing. I don't think you guys understand. Going from main game to leagues or going from main game to any new account. The hardest part for me is transport and travel. Mm -hmm. I think that is the most difficult part. Transport and like rejuvenating my stats in prayer. I have not had to teleport anywhere besides my POH in probably like well over a year. This upgrade is life changing. Yeah, 100%. It is 
horrendously expensive and is not something I recommend if you unless you get like a big money loan or you get like a huge drop like an Ellie split or a Tebow split. Don't buy this outright. <laughs> buy this. Uh, my, incrementally. Uh, Michael, back me up on this. Yeah, buy this incrementally, yeah. right? Like Michael and I were fortunate enough to be able to do it in a way where we could kind of do it in chunks mm-hmm. um, just from like gifts from our friends and things like that. But if I had to do it again, do it incrementally. Yeah. Get it to where like you have one portal nexus or you have like the mid-tier jewelry box and then just grind it slowly because there is so much money that goes into it. Yeah. Incremental purchases. You know, you get a couple hundred K here and there, buy some logs, you get a mill drop here or there. Maybe you're going to revenants like some of the boys have been this week and you're pulling in uh, some money from the totems. You know, maybe you're doing your cannoning abyssal demons and the whips are just flying in, mm-hmm. you know, sell that and buy little bits of construction here and there. One tip that I have is you don't need the portal nexus. It's just convenient. I would say toss in like three or four rooms with the teleport chambers and just get the base three to nine teleports that you use all the time. I rocked that setup for years. And if you have the most used ones, like by where you teleport in, you're golden. So you, you don't technically need to spend the big, big boy money on a Nexus. So you could save a little bit there. And then later, when you do have the money, just upgrade to the Nexus because it's it's the convenience of it is yeah. it's one spot and it has everything versus needing, you know, the three to five different rooms, which in turn will make your house load in slower. So it's convenience. It's not necessary. And that's coming from somebody who did that. Putting in like the lowest tier of uh of nexus is really nice because the room itself also has two teleport amulets you can put on the wall mm-hmm. so if you guys have like mounted glories in your house uh you can put i think you can get a dig site pendant yep and you can get a xerix talisman uh, i forgot house. about those two so those you can travel <laughs> right to fossil island you can travel the raids you can get a lot of places on the great current which uh, if you teleporting around current sucks before you have a poh because you only have the book and then you have to recharge the book and then there there's a lot of ways to travel around current it's not like the worst way in the world it just feels like there's not a lot of convenient teleports and having one in your poh that you can like centralize is very nice Mm -hmm. i forgot about yeah i forgot about those being in that room specifically so maybe Yoxy's right. Maybe just do the lowest tier Nexus and don't spend the... And it, it's only unlocked at like 72. Of- <laughs> and it's it's set, unlocked at 72 to get the room. And I think it costs like 1.2 mil to buy the first Nexus. Like I think marble blocks are like 300k or something okay. like that. Yeah, not too so, bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Ryan brought up a great point that the occult altar in uh, in the achievement gallery huge upgrade being yeah. able to swap your spell book you don't have to run out to the desert you don't have to run out to the arceus the dark thing i don't even know where you swap your spell book on lunar isle <laughs> for the i i gotta level with you i've never done it outside of you do it at the altar you do it at the at the what altar at the, the the soul altar? At the the astral altar? astral altar yep yep i i've maybe done it once <laughs> i yeah i don't think i've done it like ever since then but uh it, that is so it's so nice it's so convenient there are so many good things about construction i'm gonna play devil's advocate real quick oxy i can hear people telling me right now 
uh, Michael, Oxy, why would I spend all of this money when I can just go to House Party World and use somebody else's POH? The answer I have with that is World 330 sucks. It is so busy and so laggy for everything. Just think about this. Like, if you're wanting to go to a non-instanced boss and you have to use somebody else's POH, think about all the other people who have to use that same world and their POH who are also wanting to do the content you're wanting to do. So just for the quality of life, if you have the money, spend it. If you don't, the, I mean, the house party worlds are just fine. But like, yeah. it's going to be laggy. I, I will say we are still in the thick of leagues. World 330 has 1,835 people on yeah. right now. And there are still a bunch of people in all the league worlds, just like away from the main game. 330 is not a good world to do content in. It's a good world to like. I used it for like spellbook swapping and things like sure. that. I used it to train my sure. prayer. Like when, you know, it, it, world 330 has merit. Yeah. But I guess if you're doing using 330, using 330 <laughs> as an excuse to not train construction is that bad. Yeah. Don't do that. One off things like Oxy said, like doing the occult altar, perfectly fine. If you don't want to shell out, what is it like? five mil or something for that altar it's a lot because you gotta it's like marble blocks gold leaves a pharaoh scepter you gotta get a shitload of money to put into that altar I'll make a confession to you guys since i've been i'm 99 construction since i got 99 magic i have not upgraded it past the lunar altar the free one whatever it is to get that little symbol i just have a lunar altar in my house because anytime i want to switch to ancients i just use my magic cape Anytime I want to switch to uh, the RCS, I just use the Magic Cape. And then when I want to switch back, I don't use the Magic Cape and I just go to my house. So it's very convenient. If you have 99 Magic, you don't technically need it. So maybe spend that money on rigor, <laughs> getting to decks, <laughs> going back yeah, to what our yeah, main I mean, point was before. Yeah, there, I don't think there's going to be many upgrades in this list that are going to surpass the Dexterous Prayer Scroll as like, you should buy this 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I we haven't talked about Mahogany Homes at all. Oh, right. As an outlet for construction. Yeah. It's definitely cheaper. Oh, it's so nice. Here's the downside for Mahogany Homes. You ready for this? You need some teleports in your house, right? Uh, I thrive in Mahogany Homes because I can teleport anywhere in the world. <laughs> My POH. <laughs> um, this is a situation where if you have 72 construction... You could build the first nexus. I think it's Varrock, Falador, Ardoyan. You can stick in that first nexus. And if you, you get a Xerix have... Talisman to go to Hosidius. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's the four locations for Mahogany Homes. You can crank out those contracts and save yourself quite a bit of money. And it's still like 300k an hour. It's not back-breaking. It's a, it's a lot cheaper. I don't think the, the builder's outfit is worth it. It can be if you're going... I mean, okay, so as somebody... But you have it, right, As Michael? somebody yeah. who got it on the way to 99, it saved me a couple mil in planks because of the, the percentage XP boost. Like, if you're going to do Mahogany Homes the whole time, you're going to have the points for it anyway, so you might as well. If, you, if you've bought everything else, then go mm -hmm. for it. But if you're nearing 99 and you still haven't gotten it, don't get it. Just save, like, buy... Buy the crates or something else. Unless, and there's so many caveats to all of this, but like the only other caveat is collection log. It'll be there for you in the collection log. So if you don't want to do it later, 
that I mean, I'm a sucker for like all the skilling outfits. Any skilling outfit there is out there, I want it. I got the farming one after 99. I got the fire making. I'm working on the fire making one. So like, there's is this skilling outfit? It technically is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's a skilling outfit. So I'm a sucker for those. So I did it. I did it anyway. But I'm definitely if I want all the other stuff that's in the collection log, I'm gonna have to go back to Mahogany Homes, spend more money that I don't have. Yeah, Mahogany Homes is good. Yeah, my, my goal for Mahogany <laughs> Homes because I personally don't really care about the outfit. Uh, I want the Hasidious House recolor. Oh, right. Like since they released that, that's kind of been my goal is to release the um to get is, the... To, is to get the uh, Hasidious recolor. I've got the twisted one on right now just because I bought it after Trailblazer mm-hmm. League because it was cheap. It's okay. You know, I don't have it's, as much of a connection spooky. to it, but it's kind of spooky. Looking. Yeah, it, it it looks nice. It looks nice. I don't think I have like the biggest connection in the world to the twisted one because I didn't play the twisted league. But I have some quick. I have some more quick fire skills. Um, <clears throat> getting your herbalor up for raids. If you plan on doing any sort of raids content, it's not required. Oh my goodness! But ninety yes, herbalor, so nice. It costs a lot of money. It's a permanent unlock, but it can be useful. If you're going with people who don't have 90 herb lore uh, and you don't want to scout for like overloads. Uh, yeah, it will. It'll it'll change from having to do specific raids to don't worry, we can do whatever uh-huh. I can make overloads. Yeah. Um, Especially it cost for me, I think it cost me. Well, this is not a guide for Iron Man. We're talking about spending money on the Grand Exchange. <laughs> this is not an Iron Man guide right here. Oh, I guess you're right. I don't know the Fireball first thing unlocks. about how to get 90 herb lore on a main game iron. Uh, grow the herbs, get the secondaries, hate your life. I don't know. Um, I think I used anti-fire potions at a certain level. And I got, I think, from 70. Cause I think 78 is your first herb lore milestone. Mm-hmm. Right, because that unlocks the brews and restores and chambers, and then from seventy eight to ninety, I did anti fire potions. I think that cost me thirty five mil. Herblore is probably going to be about forty mil to get where you need to be. There's some return depending on what potions you make, and you can actually, if you do herb runs, uh, you can actually save a lot of money. But one thing I will say about herb runs, having done it myself, not herb runs, but done this method. Don't clean the herbs and put them into vials. I did that. Takes forever. It's not worth it. With almost any skilling method like farming, it is much more convenient to sell the grimy herbs and buy the unfinished potions. It's going to cost a lot less if you, let's say you have a mill worth of Raynar weeds you could spend 1.1 mil in unfinished Raynar pots, and then all of those prayer pots have only costed you um, 100k, plus the price of Snapegrass, which is dirt cheap. Most secondaries are not that expensive these days. Even like red spider's eggs and bird's nest are not as pricey as they used to be. I 100%, if this is your first, do not use Super Restores for 99 because you're going to spend 120 mil to get to 90 herblore. Don't do that. Don't use restores. Don't use brews. Um, <laughs> unless you plan on, if you got that money, money, and you plan on keeping them yeah, for PVM, yeah. be my guest. They're a little cheaper. Don't do it. Point. Yeah. Range pots are not bad because I don't think wines of Zamorak are horribly expensive right now. Uh, Anti fires are really nice. Anti fires, I think, are like 1600 per pot. Um, 
looking at I'm looking at the skills tab right now. That's why I say that. Um, things like, uh, man, yeah, I think up to yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> I, I did anti fires just like straight through. I did anti fires. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you just a little bit. You said that having a mill's worth of Rainars selling them for the unfinished potion only cost you 100k. It's still gonna cost you in the seeds. You still have to buy the seeds, which are kind of expensive, and you don't always profit with the seeds, but um, you can. You, I mean, more often than not, you do profit a little bit. Yeah, if, if you're doing a lot of farming, there's also potential to, A, get seeds through PVM and Slayer. Oh, that's true. Like, Raynar seeds are pretty common in PVM and Slayer. And if you do a lot of farming, if you're someone like Michael who enjoys farm runs, uh, and I just CBA with herb runs, I've never done them. I don't know how to do them efficiently. Um, you get a lot from seed packs. Guildmaster Jane gives a lot of good seed packs, and you can get Rainar seeds from those. So if you're buying the Rainar seeds outright, you might as well just buy the unfinished potions. If you're passively doing herb runs from the seeds you get from PVM, you'll spend less money. That's true. But yeah, Michael's right. The seeds are pretty pricey. So if you don't have any seeds, just buy the unfinished pots. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Herblore is a big one to have. Oh, this is something that they changed recently to curb botting. But if you're planning on doing the thieving for the seeds, you need a specific farming level to increase the drop rate for Rainar seeds specifically. It's like a 1 in 2K if you're below 83 farm- farming. Holy shit. I think. So yeah, get your farming level up if you're going to th- if you plan to thieve master farmers. Bro, is that why it took me so long to get a Rainar seed in leagues? Yes. I earned like a like I think a million XP yeah. just from master farmers trying to get a Rainar seed. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. I did not know that. There was a Reddit game knowledge, baby. <laughs> There's a Reddit post that's like, Am I officially the driest person ever for a Rainar seed? And they had like fifteen thousand pickpockets or something. It was something crazy like that. And then people in the comments like, What's your farming level? They're like uh i'm level one and they're like well that's why you're not the driest person in the world you're just on rate because it's incredibly rare with a low farming level yeah that's a really good anti that's actually a really good anti-botting thing good job on you jagex hey yeah (laughs) so um uh herb is one and then another quick fire is in uh, this is the elitist skiller in me 99 crafting is a huge permanent unlock with the cape and the ability to use the bank at the crafting guild there are very cheap and and somewhat profitable methods for doing crafting that may be a little slow but over the years with all of the stuff that's come into the game like your crafting methods are probably one or two gp per xp and that translates to the amount of xp that you need trans like it's one to one essentially for how much money you're going to spend so if you need if you need 13 million crafting xp it's going to cost you 13 million GP. So look for the cheaper methods that are like you gain GP per XP or it costs like one or two GP per XP. I think when I was getting 99 crafting, battle staffs, all of like the big ticket crafting XP methods were like 15 to 30 GP per XP. So that's a lot of money <laughs> to get 99 crafting. So I did it with glass blowing, which is slow, but it's very cheap. Um, and it's a very obtainable 99. It's a cool teleport to have. A lot of people use it. Um, so that's another one that I thought of as a permanent skill unlock. There's also a lot of diaries that require um, diaries that require crafting. I think the 
one of the highest being Mauritania Elite. You have to craft a black dragon hide body in um in Canifis or something in the Canifis bank. There's it's something like that. I don't know if that's the highest one, but glass blowing. I have glass blown from like 40 to what crafting level do I have in the main? 85, something like yeah. that. Like I have done only glass blowing. The overhead cost for something like dragon hide bodies isn't horrible. Mm-hmm. Um and you end up only spending about a hundred K all said and done, depending on what kind of levels you're trying to get. It's a little bit quicker than glass blowing, but the overhead is significantly more expensive. Right. Like I you think have to have a lot of money to if you spend it. yeah like two mil worth of like molten glass is a shitload of levels. I remember last fall uh, I went on I went up north. It was a oh my god, no, it would have been fall of twenty twenty. <clears throat> we went up north in October to celebrate my mom's birthday. And before I left, I bought a shitload of crafting supplies because I was gonna sit on my phone in the cabin while we were all just chilling, uh doing like glass blowing. And that's exactly what I did. I think I hit I think I was trying to like get seventy five or seventy seven crafting or something like that. And I got it through unpowered orbs. Unpowered orbs are better than lantern lenses because you you don't spend a lot of money. Lantern lenses don't sell for that much. Unpowered orbs sell for about the price of molten glass. There was a period of time where they were a bit more expensive than molten glass. Which is kind of crazy. And if crafting, when crafting is profitable, get your ass to the Grand Exchange yeah. and buy molten glass. Mm-hmm. Like, train it. It is it is insane because crafting is a skill that is it's it should not be profitable. <laughs> I know somebody out there is going to say, "Well, battle staffs can be profitable. Battle staffs have like a one point two billion overhead cost to get good XP rates. Like, it, it's good. Battle staffs can be good money. Battle staffs are horrendously expensive, and we're not talking about having to spend that much money. I, I ninety nine crafting is nice. I don't have it. I've heard it's nice. Crafting as a permanent upgrade is is really good diaries uh quests it's very good for for crafting yeah i like as a caveat to all this most of the buyable skills are good um to have except for fire making (laughs) except for fire making (laughs) it's debatable whether or not that's considered a a buyable because you can do winter todd but like it is a buyable i spent from 90 to 99 i spent about i don't know seven or eight mil getting 99 fire making doing redwoods because I just wanted it to be done was not going to winter Todd. So you can spend money training fire making, but like the only one that I would say is pretty useless at this point is smithing. Once you get your diary requirement for smithing, there's not a huge reason to train it other than if you want like an AFK money making method, I think you can make like 500 to 800 K an hour doing uh, rune two handed swords at 99, but like you have to be 99 to do that. So there is some benefit, but it's not, it's, it doesn't make my list. It doesn't make the thing, it doesn't make the list of things to say, go and do this now before you do this. Yeah. Like smithing, fletching, <laughs> and not to, not to shit on the actual skill, but as far as its use case for a main account, cooking, once you get 70 cooking for recipe for disaster, you could push through for the, for like, I think 89 is what you need for Varrock. Because you can boost with the chef's delight mature and get the plus six for the summer pie. Cooking, I only say cooking isn't useful because you could just buy food. Yeah. 
That said, <laughs> if you're training fishing, if you're training fishing the old-fashioned way and you're leveling fishing with raw fish, cooking is really nice. I, I like the cooking skill. There's nothing against it. it. We know Michael loves a Love cooking it. skill, right? But as far as like useful 99s or useful skills to put money into, cooking and fletching are a little lower on that list for me as well. Yeah. Um, any any skill cape that has a teleport probably a good unlock if you can afford it like construction um some of the combat ones that are not going to make this list but like not a lot of people know 99 strength teleports you into the warrior's guild and it's semi close to a bank um if you're not if you're wanting like a budget crafting cape um another budget crafting cape teleport is the farming guild so if you get 99 farming and you can do that passively over time not pay much money it teleports you right into the farming guild, and it's very close to a bank. So that's an honorable mention. Farming as a buyable skill, it's so weird because, like, if I look at it objectively, and th- this is, I don't know if this is me just, like, not loving farming, but, like, if I look at it objectively, there's not a lot of benefit to having 99 farming. And there's not a lot of benefit to doing farming. But that said, doing farming isn't bad spending money on farming isn't bad like it's not it's not a bank breaker (laughs) farming i think is the most neutral buyable skill there is because there's a pet chance there's you could make a little bit of money if you get a good farming contract yeah you get it well not for you for me uh for other people you haven't talked to your npc michael you gotta talk to your npc who is who is it who's the npc to get michael the tango root somebody tell me um (laughs) tweet my dash for me just don't please don't don't tweet my dash (laughs) Yeah, Elagio just said my herb runs offset the price for tree runs I was doing to ninety nine. Uh, first, first ninety nine farming the best. Okay, to your point, there are benefits to ninety nine farming because you have yeah there there are certainly you have unlimited spirit trees. You have and that's about it. You have the skill cape, <laughs> um, which gives you oh yeah more no herbs. it's it's good. Like there's nothing wrong. I don't. It's not a waste of money, yeah. but compared to construction. Oh, sure and herb lore and prayer which is what we have not covered buying prayer oh so nice i it, like i said it's completely neutral it's like super middle of the line it's much better than fire making it's significantly worse than construction there's nothing wrong with buying farming levels yeah 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 prayer is another one that would kind of fall into this list but it's not it's not expressly necessary. You can function in this game off of like 85 prayer. 85 is a perfectly good round number that can get you through almost any content in this game. I don't know about Inferno, but I have 99 prayer. Um, I mean, I'm going to bring up the counter example. Jesse does Inferno with like 44 prayer. Okay, so there you so go. it's possible. I think it, it's certainly possible. Or I think like, because I know Jesse plays in a Zerker, so it might be 52 prayer for Smite. I don't know what the Zerker build for him looks like, but as far as content goes like that, Michael's right. Um, uh, like 80 prayer is good. Even 77 is fine to get the Augury unlock that we talked about. Prayer has a couple of additional benefits. So the higher your prayer level, the more points you restore from brews and prayer pots and things like that. Not brews, restores and prayer pots. Um, so from level one prayer, you get like maybe, I don't know what, like 10 or 15 prayer points back. At level 90, uh, I think you get 31, 32. And then if you get 91, it's the next tier up. It's like 33, 34, something like that. Well, I think Michael's pulling it up right now on the wiki. But you do get a little bit of an extra increase. And this is a little 
this is like a side piece for why prayer is important, right? Prayer is a combat stat. So the way combat stats are calculated in old school RuneScape, it's like the numerator is your melee range or mage. It is whatever is highest. Melee being attack and strength, range being range, magic being mage, obviously. The denominator of this equation is your hit points, your defense, and your prayer level. So leveling your prayer is a great way to level your combat as well. I like to think of it as you're putting like a... You're you're raising the ceiling a little bit for your combat levels because it's super easy to train attack and strength, range and mage through Slayer. Training prayer through Slayer, no. <laughs> not so much. It's it's a lot harder. Um because even like with a bone crusher, you don't get a ton of prayer XP per task. So you're kind of you're raising that ceiling, raising that floor a little bit when you train prayer. If I could give a recommendation for training prayer. Dragon bones are very nice for training prayer. Worm bones Mm. are a lot cheaper. Worm bones will take a little bit longer, right? I did worm bones until like probably 75 prayer. Mm. Like worm bones are very nice. I I mean, then I spent several thousand kills in the wilderness doing PVM content and just said, f*** it, and just bought dragon bones to the chaos altar because you can't kill me in a way that matters. But... (laughs) you know um, and if you're gonna do chaos altar oh my god in sold heads now that is good shit in sold heads are great i did in sold heads i think from 85 to 90 something Mm -hmm. on my main yeah in sold heads are nice apparently there's a method that has come out with a kingdom divided Uh, ryan in the in the recording booth chat just reminded me he said the rcs spell for ashes is really good for a demon slayer task the other side of that is you can buy those ashes on the Grand Exchange. Um, I heard there's a method where it's not terribly expensive, but you use like the highest tier ashes and you get like 500 XP per hour, 500k XP per hour. That's what I heard. I haven't done any research into it just to see, but there's so many ways to train prayer. In Sold Heads, Oxy was talking about the Chaos Altar. If you want to risk a little bit, World 330, World, the Gilded Altars on World parties, 330. Yes. I did that for uh, so many prayer levels on the House Party World. So, like we said, the House Party World has its merit, but it's not an excuse to not train construction. <laughs> prayer is a really nice, there's a really nice upgrade. And honestly, prayer is not as expensive as I remember it being. Yeah. I think to get from probably what, like 50 to 70 prayers, maybe like three to five mil with dragon bones, probably two to five mil, two to four mil with worm bones. Okay. If you're just going to 77, let's just do 77 at a lit gilded altar. I'm putting this into the, um, the tracker. tracker. Okay. What is the price per dragon bone? I want to say it's like, well, it's, it's between 1600 and 2200. So let's search 1600 times 5,500. It's no so dragon bones are twenty one ninety two. So twenty one ninety two times fifty five hundred. It's probably like twenty mil. If I did that math in my head, ten mil. Are you doing the math? No. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were doing the oh. math. So twenty one twenty one ninety two. So twenty one ninety two multiply by what'd you say fifty five hundred? Yeah, it's like eleven mil. That's 12 mil right there. That's from 1 to 77, though, right? No, that's 50 to 77. But 50... Okay, 1 to 77, you... Okay. Okay, I thought it was 1 to 77. In any case, 
it's not as expensive as I remember it being. Worm bones are going to cost a lot less. We're going to type that yeah, in. How much is a worm, worm bone? Because you only need 50. Worms are, it's literally half the price. Okay. It's 1,100 GP. You only need... So it would cost about 6 mil with worm bones. Yeah, you only need 5,800 worm bones. They're the same XP, Oxy. No, they're not. You're talking. You're looking at wyvern bones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just say you're 100 percent looking at wyvern so bones. You need 8,085. <laughs> you need 8,500 worm bones. Times how much are they? Uh, 1154. 1154. And that's one to 77, by the way. Yeah, it's nine mil. That's almost ten. Like 9.8 mil. That's not bad. That's not bad. And then you have every prayer in the game unlocked. Now, <laughs> if you're sitting there without your decks and without your arcane, but you don't have 77 prayer, don't unlock them yet. <laughs> you don't even have the prayer level to use them. Yeah, get the prayer level first. <laughs> get the prayer level before decks. I mean, most people, by the time they're ready to buy a dexterous prayer scroll, most people have 77 prayer. If you don't, this is the one thing that is superseding a dexterous prayer scroll. You need to get the uh you need to get um whatever uh you need to get 74 prayer before you buy a dex like it's that's how it's got to be it is kind of crazy to me that they that like in mechanics they made the they made rigor lower level than augury but rigor is so much more powerful in terms of content well i think that's because magic has a lot of damage boosting items as it is because between the occult the imbued god cape ancestral the code i wand soon to be i want to say the new toa item gives a magic damage boost and the 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 offhand shield or whatever and the tormented bracelet if you gave augury a damage boost that would mage would be the most terrifying skill in the entire game blowpipe who if augury gave a damage boost everyone would be using mage so i think for balancing purposes that's why they did it yeah. but because of that balance rigor is as far as pvm goes top tier upgrades permanent unlocking upgrades that you would 100% need for your account um Speaking of items, I think we've got skills just about covered, Yeah, skills right? are, I'm good with skills. Yeah, as far as items go, if you're talking a big money upgrade, if you're going to if you're going to spend that money, money Michael already knows what I'm going to say. Um your Avernic Defender Hilt is a thick gold sink. Yep. Avernics are 43 mil right Ooh. now. The Avernic gives a pretty nice strength bonus over the Dragon Defender. Yeah, we talked about strength bonus in a in a in episodes past. Uh, remind us mm-hmm. what what is how does strength bonus work again, Oxy? So strength bonus is calculated every four hits. Uh, thank shout out to the tryhard boys who um, said that on one of their podcasts. That's actually how I learned that. So it's like, like the rule of fours is how they worded it. Um, and pretty much every four strength levels gives you a max hit, roughly. I want to say the Avernic has a plus eight over the Dragon Defender's plus six. So even if you're just equipping the Avernic, it gives you a max hit over a Dragon Defender, right? And as we've talked about, DPS is king in old school RuneScape because when you get to the higher end of PVM, the best way to kill, it bo- kill a boss is to kill it quickly. 
and not be very defensive, which is a bit of a shame given that we do have pieces of armor that are very defensive that don't really get any time in the spotlight because defense, there's so many combat achievements that say like defense doesn't matter. And I think it's so funny because a lot of times it doesn't. Um, so how does that translate? So when you're looking at your, your stats, right? Does, is it the melee strength? So it says melee strength bonus plus, uh, and this is kind of funny. I'm wielding a um, dragon harpoon. The melee strength bonus on a dragon harpoon is plus 42. Yeah. I mean, it's a melee weapon. So is that like four max hits? Uh, is that how you look? Or 10 max hits or something? A 10? It can hit a 10? Uh, again, I'm not 100 million percent <laughs> sure how the strength is calculated. I just know as far as like item increases, uh, that's generally what you want to focus on. Um, is is adding a plus four points of max strength. That's why Torva added so much strength bonus over the jaw and bandos. Um, which fun fact? Um, if you want to buy a bassless jaw, primordials and BCP and tacits as permanent upgrades, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Just don't. Just don't do it. Those are not permanent upgrades to your account. <laughs> I am sorry, armadil ancestral. Bandos, Torva, they're not permanent upgrades. If you roll up to Theater of Blood with Torva and a Dragon Defender, they're not taking you. If you roll up to Chambers of Zarek with, you know, full Ancestral and a Regen Bracelet, because you don't have a Tormented, or you say, hey guys, I've got Armadil, but I'm using Eagle Eye, and you're a main account, something's wrong there, right? these permanent upgrades oh my god they are so good i know we've talked on tradables in the past and this is why michael and i kind of wanted to go into this because we've not really talked about what you should spend your money on upgrade wise you know and we understand that like michael and i are a little bit of a different position i'm in the in the in the queue to buy ancestral and armadil michael's in the queue to spend disgusting amounts of money on skilling supplies because he's trying to max Back when I was looking for gear upgrades, uh, and the my first thought was, you know what I should buy for strength training? An abyssal dagger. A streamer, Orezer, who I haven't talked to in a while, uh, they told me, do not buy an abyssal dagger. I was hanging out in their stream. They said, don't buy an abyssal dagger. Buy this item called an amulet of fury. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess I'll do that. Life-changing. <laughs> Life-changing. Another untradable upgrade, not untradable upgrade, permanent upgrade, right? That's not as permanent as something like an Avernic because it is reversible, which, by the way, if you don't own an Avernic, the process is not reversible. Yeah. It is a 43 mil flat gold sink. You just lose that money, period. Yep. Can't You cannot sell back an Avernic hilt. Um, uh, don't let that scare you away from doing it because holy shit, it's a good upgrade. I guess we should mention just like we should we should probably also mention like when you use the prayer scrolls, that's it. They just get unlocked. You don't get anything back. You can't twenty mil down the drain for a deck. Yeah, you can't reverse yeah. that, and that's that's what we mean yeah. by permanent unlock. It's like it's not mm -hmm. going anywhere. You can't get the Avernic yeah. hilt back from your dragon defender. If if you get if your account gets hacked, nobody can take away rigor. Nobody can take away a, uh, a house. Nobody can take away your construction level. Nobody can take away your herblore level to go back to raids and make that money with 90 herblore, right? These are, when we say permanent, we mean like permanent. 
an Avernic can be alked for 1.5 mil. And realistically, if God forbid you get hacked, they're alking your Avernic. Yeah. Like that's that's gone. But so is everything else, right? You got to start from scratch. We're not talking about a hack rebuild, right? We're talking about permanent upgrades. The next one I wanted to talk about, which is reversible, but unless you're trying to do like a full rebuild and you desperately need money, you really shouldn't be reversing hydro leather. Oh yeah. Hydro leather and Barrow's gloves. Again, it's a great max hit for melee. It is melee only. So if you don't own ferocious gloves, they are a melee only glove as opposed to Barrow's gloves, which are all around for every single combat style. They're the best in slot melee gloves. Hydro leathers are what? Like four mil. Yeah. They're not that much. I bought my Hydra Leather at 8 mil. Again, game changer. Game changer. <laughs> I still don't fully comprehend when I should take Hydra like when I should take my Ferocious Gloves over my Barrow's Gloves. So I, I uh, almost melee, always just... Pretty much, yeah, it's melee. It's pretty much melee only. So if you're, if you're doing a boss that requires melee, I know I sound like a broken record, but... That's when you want to use uh, Hydra Leather. So Theater of Blood, if you're taking Bandos, you take uh, Ferocious Gloves. I mean, you could bring a glove switch. I mean, if you're at the point where you're taking Bandos to Theater of Blood, you're taking Glove Switch anyway. Yeah. Um, I've started when taking you get a to Glove the point... Switch to Chambers. So like for yes, yes. the Chambers phase. for the melee yeah. hand. Yep, yep. So I would ha- if you're doing melee slayer, this is probably one of the biggest ones out there. This upgrade is huge for slayer because you're going to sit there with your whip and your proselyte and your slayer helm. <laughs> you're going to have a fat max hit yeah. with um, <clears throat> with ferocious, ferocious gloves. gloves. Yeah, I remember getting 100%. them after. Uh, I remember getting them after Hydra came out, and I was like, I don't, I don't ever see myself selling these because, like, like Oxy said, you can reverse them. I'm not going to tell you how because don't want you to reverse them but uh, no i mean you just take them so you reverse them in the same place you make them so when you buy the hydro leather it's not like a blowpipe where you can craft it in your inventory no like you have to take it to fossil i just Island. told them we're not going to tell them how to reverse it and then you just did <laughs> but if we don't tell them how to reverse it we in turn don't tell them how to make them you can tell so them how to like make it's it, but not, not help tell them hey this is also how you reverse it it's just a right click option it's they're going to figure it out we've got smart viewers <laughs> You you reverse it in the same place that you that you do it. I only say that because realistically, if you're reversing your ferocious gloves, you're doing a rebuild. You've got that money money and you're doing a scythe rebuild. You're doing a Tebow rebuild. You've got a little bit less of that money money. You're doing a full Bolfa rebuild, which like also valid. It it's it's not as good as a Tebow for a Tebow rebuild. It's 700 mil cheaper. <laughs> so nothing wrong with that you know it's it's not fair to say well i can't do a rebuild until i make a bill you know which viable but when you're when you're getting to that point of like learning pvm don't put that kind of pressure on yourself right untradeable permanent upgrades not untradeable permanent upgrades um i do want to take a second and talk about things that you shouldn't spend money on. oh okay Right, Michael. Feel free to jump in on me with this one. Uh, I want, I want you, I want to give your, I want you to give your opinion here too. Um, it makes logical sense to go from um, standard spellbook spells or Ibans Blast to a Trident of the Seas to a Trident of the Swamp. The next feasible upgrade might look like a Trident of the Swamp. E, don't do it. 
don't don't max out the trident maxing out the trident is a luxury mm. and much like how house tabs are not going to translate to 175 mil trident charges i don't i don't see them surpassing the amount of money it takes now if you really wanted to, if you wanted to grind Kraken for, I think it's like 10 Kraken tentacles, if you wanted to do it yourself, go for mm. it. I don't recommend buying a Trident of the Swamp E to upgrade. I think it's like it holds 20,000 charges. It sounds tempting. Don't. Don't do it. Don't. I don't <laughs> recommend that at all. I really I really don't. I mean, if you're, if um, you're literally rolling in dough and you've done everything else and this is the last thing on your list... I mean, it's quality of life. That would be the the one thing that that tells you, okay, instead of having, what is it, 2,500 charges, now you have 20,000, you literally just have to put runes in it less. That's all you're getting here. It's just... If if you're at that point that Michael just described, I hope what we're talking about means nothing to you. Because if you got that money, money, and you don't have a dexterous prayer scroll, I'm going to meet you in deep wilderness and I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, yeah. Like, if you have a scythe, but you don't have rigor, something's wrong, right. dude. Yeah, you need to... Call me an elitist there, but like, come on, man. Here. Um, other upgrades we've talked about a little bit that I just are... They're nice items they are absolutely not at all worthy of being prioritized over what we've talked about today this is the xp waste decree bandos armadil ancestral you do not have most or all of what we have talked about not worth it if you're into high level pvm listening to this content the one that's going to stand out to you is ancestral ancestral's great bandos is great armadil's okay you know doesn't give any strength bonuses they're great armor sets right there's nothing wrong with owning them there's in my opinion something wrong with owning them before you own what we've talked about if you have full ancestral but not a maxed house you'll never believe what i'm gonna recommend sell the ancestral and get a full house mm-hmm. so one Some items sell one piece of your ancestral one piece of ancestral truly if you got an ansi top but not a maxed house sell the ansi top you'll be okay you'll you'll be okay the beauty with money making in osrs once you get the items we're talking about money making through pvm becomes a lot easier and then that's not to say that money making through other methods if if you don't have any of these items because you don't like pvm but you afk runecraft all day long and you got 92 runecrafting you dude blood rune craft you're good make the money through skilling mm-hmm. you don't have to pvm yeah. right there's a lot of ways to make money in the game and the things that michael and i have suggested today are big gold sinks for your account that will help make a lot more money in the long term and while i know there may be some people who disagree with me and the items that you should not buy right as long-term upgrades a vast majority of the end game PVMers would agree that the items that we've talked about today and the skills that we've talked about today are paramount in progressing your account to the point where PVM is super viable. Mm-hmm. And the, the crazy thing about all this is it's all going to depend on how you play the game in mm-hmm. which in like in the order in which you get them. So if you're not super into like PVM, a maxed house is still nice. It, like prioritizing that over getting the decks because it like the order in which we talked about this stuff is not the order we want you to 
to be doing all of this. It's just as it mm-hmm. came. So if a max house, if if the choice is between a max house and decks, um, and you don't really plan to use range and do PVM, then go with the max house. Same things mm-hmm. for other things. So like, it's all going to depend on how you play the game, how you progress your account. But all of these things are going to be eventually unlocked. It's just what, you know, do it now versus like Alexi said, like if you if you own full bandos, you can you can get around with Barrow's legs or uh what is it? Obsidian, Granite, legs, obsidian, baby. obsidian legs, obby legs, a fighter torso. Yeah. And an abyssal whip. Sell your full bandos. Buy an avernic defender. Yes. People will know that, like, oh, they're legit. They have an avernic. They just don't have bandos. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Same strength bonus, different defensive bonuses. Yeah. Right. So you're a little more squishy. Truly, it's okay to not have that like top tier gear. If you got ferocious gloves and an avernic defender, but you're still rocking a fighter torso and an, an obby legs, that that's perfect. Yeah. You're theater ready yeah. right there, baby. You're good. You can do content. You can do Slayer. You can do all these things. And, yeah, so, exactly. And they're never going to, like, I don't even think about ever selling any of my untradeable uh, permanent unlocks, ever. Like, uh, a corrupted Bofa, you can uncorrupt that, <laughs> but I'm never going to. Which, oh my goodness, Michael. I have one more that I just, I never thought about until right what? now. If for some reason, and this is probably going to apply to like people just entering the mid game, right? As as opposed to some of the people who are like in the space to buy rigor. Please, for the love of God, buy and imbue a black mask. Oh, yeah. As su- speaking as someone who got to like sixty something Slayer and didn't buy a black mask because I was like, I don't want that item. It's six hundred k. Who gives a shit? Please, <laughs> Slayer will go so much quicker. If you invest in a black mask, it sounds ridiculous to us now talking because like I've had a Slayer helmet for two years, right? Buying and imbuing a black mask, getting the points, getting the crafting level like we talked about earlier with skills and making a Slayer helmet that I would consider as a long term buyable unlock. If you want to do it the Iron Man way and get them through cave horrors, they only have like a 59 Slayer requirement and their quest locked. They're not. It's not too bad to get. It's one in five twelve, same as every other Slayer unique, pretty much. Uh, yeah. But as far as like paying for upgrades outright, Black Mask is good. Yeah. Uh, that's the last one I have. Okay. So nice. I mean, I, I I'm looking through my bank right now. I'm not really seeing anything else. A cannon. It's it's not really. It's not. It's it's an honorable mention if you want a cannon. Something. Yeah, cannon's an honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if if you're talking. If you're talking items like Dragon Hunter Lance, Dragon Hunter Crossbow, um, you know, Bofa, they're, I don't want to say Bofa's niche, but like if they have a niche use for them, sure, if you're going to do that content, um, still prioritize what we talked about before getting any other sort of, particularly anti dragon weaponry is one thing I would say. Bolomer in the XP Waste chat said, still proud of myself for grinding out the black mask instead of buying it. He's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. If you unlock the Cave Horrors task at, what, 50-something Slayer? 59 Slayer and Cabin Fever. Yes, so if you unlock uh, Cave Horrors, you can just go and kill them for it. You don't need to spend the money to buy it. So it, it technically is a free permanent, but it's also... Yeah, it can, be free. It, it can yeah, be free. it can be free. it can be. But that can be said about a lot of things. Like, we've talked about the trifecta, which don't need to be covered again. No. If you're listening to the show and you don't know what the trifecta is... 
Welcome to the party, baby. The Pistol Whip, Toxic Blowpipe, Toxic Trident carry you through any tr content in the game. You could get all three of those as drops, right? Like, yeah. You could do it the Iron Man way as a main <laughs> account. Abyssal Whips, particularly. I mean, I think the hold back with those items is the Slayer requirement mm -hmm. for the Trident and the Whip because those levels take a long time to get. Arguably, you're better off buying those, but. Yeah, you're 100% better off. But yeah, Balamer has a great point. If you're going to get the items yourself as a main account, that's it. That's again perfectly fine. So, yeah. So I think that would that's going to conclude our list. If you have any things, if you have any unlocks that you think should have made the list, let us know. Join the Discord. Post them in the XPWAs chat. If you're on YouTube, post them in the comments. This is not the community question, by the way. So this is just a fun one-off. We'll still have a community question, but we want to know what you think of our list. We want to know what you would have on your list. Um, if you disagree with anything that we said, let us know. So yeah, we're going we're gonna to send it off to break. We'll see you guys after this commercial. Bye. Why, hello there, adventurer. My name's Razzalo. And I've traveled all over this here continent, collecting treasures that I think you, 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 We interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important safety announcement. Attention. This is a message from the Gilinor Protection Agency. Do not fall asleep. A supernatural anomaly has escaped from its containment site in eastern Mauritania. It is incredibly hostile and will strike if given the opportunity. It has been known to attack its victims through the dreams, causing intense and violent sleepwalking that often results in the victim's death. Do not fall asleep. Over 1,200 individuals have been reported missing since the breach, and that number is estimated to increase exponentially over the coming days. Sleepwalkers have been reported in Canifus and in the northern coast of Mauritania, heading towards Port Fazimatis. If you are within the immediate vicinity of the breach, please seek shelter and await further instructions. Do not fall asleep. The Gilinor Protection Agency thanks you for your cooperation. Do not fall asleep. You will now be returned to your regularly scheduled broadcast. So why don't you come on down and see for yourself? I promise you, you won't be disappointed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial because I know I sure did. As I say literally every week, this is the part of the show where we shout out our wonderful 
Patreon supporters known as patrons, not Patreons, as I have been told. So, starting with the wise old man tier, we have Scape Caution, Elagio, Bolomer, Basket, Benjamin R, Captain Clunk, Morty, Drum TXT, Kingflip, Fortimus, Harley Dad, Ice, Wallow, Jake W, Jordy, Macrotinka Jones, Monkey Waffle, Mr. Darkside 76, 999999, <laughs> Pooper Cheeks, Russ of Fury, Salted Snake, Shadow Blade, Troll, and our most recent supporter, T Pace. Shout out. In the esteemed KBD tier, which is esteemed for we don't actually know why, um, we have my own dad, mine, my only one. Cookies and Milf, Evan B, Kroll, the Lord Jake himself, P Joint, my third favorite supporter, Ralph, Spartan Fire, and of course, Oxy's Left Nut, Akuna Matata. Thank you all so much for your wonderful Patreon support. Your support really does mean the world to us. We really do appreciate it. Shout out to the Gnome Child. Shout out to the Party Pete tier who should be getting their extra episode coming pretty soon in February because Michael and I are rolling off of some of the momentum from January for our boss tier list. And we're going to, Michael and I are going to go back in for another round, just go at each other for a little while. Um, but yes, truly, we do thank you and all your support, everything you do for us and the show. If you are interested in joining the delightful crew of patrons, head over to patreon.com forward slash XP waste, I think is the correct URL. Look at me. I'm plugging hey, properly. Hey. Oh, my God. I'm getting so good at this. Something we don't really ever talk about. And if you've been curious about this, some of the big like benefits that you get from each tier, you get an extra episode. Um, you get access to exclusive channels in the TNL Discord. Um, if you are in the Wise Old Man tier or higher, like we've mentioned, you get a personal shout-out, which you hear every single week. And mm-hmm. you get access to what we refer to as the recording booth. Um, it's literally just a voice channel in our Discord. And uh, every week when we record, we invite you guys to come in and hang out with us, listen to the episode live, and we can chat with you. So if you hear us reading off things, so then we say recording booth chat says... It's literally people from our Patreon who are here with us while we're recording. So lots of fun benefits. If you end up subscribing to the Patreon, please connect your Discord so that you can take advantage of everything that we have to offer. And call me a little bit biased. Uh, the recording booth chat is a lot of fun because Michael and I often talk business and plans for future episodes and future content. And most of the time, we're just too lazy to do it in a different VC. <laughs> so the recording booth chat has seen commercials before they air. The recording booth chat, I think, knew about the Nightmare GPA they ad did. in August. Yep. Uh, that said, the recording booth chat is a, a blood oath, if yes. you will. You cannot spill the secrets of the booth. We always make a but, joke that they have to sign an NDA when you, yeah, when you join. It is 100% an NDA. Um yeah, so Patreon does have a lot of fun benefits, but we have other platforms with other fun benefits, don't we, Michael? Right, we do, Oxy. So we wanted to do this fun thing where we have a giveaway, right? But that has not worked out on it's any platform. So, it's been so bad. We could get into it, but we're not because I think we figured it out. So for most everyone who listens to this podcast... About 90%, if I have the numbers correct, 
about 90% of our weekly, like whatever, it comes from audio platforms. YouTube only sees about 10% of all of you guys who are actually listening. So we want to give our YouTube channel a little bit of love and have a little benefit and actually do a dang giveaway. So this week, right now on our YouTube channel, we have a giveaway going for an old school RuneScape bond. The cool thing about this is each week it's going to scale up. So for the entire month of February, each week we're going to scale up the giveaway and give away an extra bond. So for this first week, one bond, all you have to do to enter is subscribe to our YouTube channel. Very easy. Links are in the description. And then comment either your RuneScape name or just comment anything. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think about what we talked about in the main title content. Tell us what you're excited for. Just leave a comment. Answer the community question. Answer the community question. The caveat to the community question is you have to reply to a comment. So maybe this week the community Mm. question will be just don't reply to it. Just post your community question answer. So if you want to answer the question as your comment. Because what we'll end up doing is we'll go on a website that picks a random comment for us out of all the comments listed. And then that person will win an old school RuneScape bond. That could be your first 14 days of membership, baby. So uh, each week, like I said, we'll be giving away one extra bond. So that means in a month from now, that's four bonds. And all you have to do is subscribe and comment. Easy. So if you win all four in a row, that's basically your decks right there. So very true. You don't have to use these for membership. They're about five mil each. So (laughs) uh, you can just sell them. We don't care. So head over to our YouTube channel right now. If you haven't already done that and you're not on YouTube right now, check out YouTube and subscribe. If you like, if you can't access the description for whatever reason, literally all you have to do is type in XP Waste Podcast in YouTube and we'll be the first one there. And I don't even think you need to go to our channel to subscribe. The way that YouTube works is you can just search and subscribe. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure how that's, that's how that works. So we're very excited to be doing this. We've wanted to do giveaways on this podcast for so long, but like we're just getting we're just getting stopped at all ends by by policies mm-hmm. and real world trading, and this is one of those times where it's completely legal. So we love that for F- you. Fingers fingers crossed. It's completely I mean, legal. If okay. we get, I've seen other people. If do somebody. It. Yeah, other a lot of other people do it. If someone DMs us and it's like, this is technically RWT, we're gonna be I'm gonna put my fist through a wall because I, just gonna... <laughs> I really don't want to get banned, but I really want to give you guys things. Yeah. It's really hard. So we'll just have to like write <laughs> off write off giveaways completely if this is like the end of the end of the rope here. But no, I think this is completely legal and I'm very excited for it. So moving on to our community question that we just mentioned. Each week, we ask you guys a question related to the episode, and then we will always read it off in the next episode just to get a little community engagement. So last week, we asked you guys, what is your favorite rune? Very, very, very easy. Uh, last week, we talked about the new Guardians of the Rift, the proposed minigame for runecrafting. Quite simply, what is your favorite rune? Got some interesting answers, okay? Oxy, have you seen these, or are these going to be like live reactions for you? I've seen the ones from Anchor, okay. <laughs> and I am, I'm really happy with how some people yes. took this question. So, our very own Mima said, dragon, because money good. It took me so long. 
to figure out what this cheeky man was saying. Rune, Rune dragons, dragons, bro. <laughs> Mima, you're great. You are great. That's so good. <laughs> Matt, there, I know there's other great ones in there too. Matt says, Law Runes. I spent years walking around as a kid convincing myself that I couldn't afford to teleport. That's so sad. That's so <laughs> Law Runes are a great rune. Um, side note to all of this, like we've talked about getting RuneScape tattoos whenever we go to RuneFest. And the, the discussion right now is to all get our favorite rune. And I still don't know what my favorite rune is. So we shall see. Um, let's Getting see. Getting a nature rune right here on my, on my chest. <laughs> Give me the same side as my halo tattoo. I want my left side to be all tattooed up. No tattoos on the right side, huh? Uh, I mean, maybe. But for right now, I kind of like the idea of like just like if I had money, like a lot of money going from like the shoulder all the way down to maybe like where my sleeve is right now yeah that'd um, be cool. but you know professional i don't know stuff. what i would put there i don't know what i would put there is the problem <laughs> like i don't know i don't have that many ideas <laughs> eventually and, and this is coming from somebody who has a lot of tattoos eventually you just you you get all your meaningful stuff out of the way and now you're just getting art and that's kind of how i'm at that's where i'm at with tattoos yeah. i i have the same understanding of people you just sort of like get whatever the hell you want after the first like four or five i would but. literally go to one of the shops that have like a it's called a get what you get you just like roll the dice or you put in a gumball machine thing and it pops out a little design and you have to get it so it's like in the contract um that, okay that's actually fun as hell <laughs> and burke said fire runes no further explanation they just like fire runes good our boy seymour says cosmic the altar is close to a bank and it looks pretty cool uh, plus, enchanted jewelry is super important. That is a great point. Enchanted jewelry is a great unlock for any account. And then <laughs> Mark C said the H three helm. Hell yeah, Mark! Thanks, Mark. That's my favorite, bro. He said the H three helm. I love the way that people interpreted this oh, question, man. and I love that I immediately followed it up with because I remember the question. Yes. I said, "What's your favorite rune?" Mine's a nature rune, and people still answer things that weren't runes. You guys are great. I love you guys so much. <laughs> and then on That's YouTube, so much fun on YouTube. Let's see. Only one person answered, and it was Knocked Wraith, and they said law runes because why walk? Very lovely. I love that. Why walk? Why walk? Why, why walk? Fletch? Why walk? Walk. Walkman mode is horrible. Walkman mode. Um, Remove so, run yeah. energy mechanic. Anyway, so that's it for last week's question. This week's question will be: What was your first permanent unlock for your account? We talked about it in the main title section, but we want to know what your first one was, and if you can give a little explanation as to why, what your thought process was. That's cool too but doesn't need to have a full paragraph explanation. We just want to know what it was. Um, so you can find... And if you haven't done any of them yet, what's the first one you want hey, to get? What are you saving up for right now? There you now? go. So check out that in the community section on Spotify and in the pinned comment on YouTube. Again, with YouTube, you don't have to reply. Just post the comment if you want to be entered for that giveaway. Mm -hmm. Oxy, it's time for the Achievement of the Week! achievement of the week we have some pretty impressive achievements of the week this section gets more and more difficult the more we do it because every single week we go in here we're like oh yeah we'll pick one or two and then we have to juggle between like nine so we're gonna lump some together so this week we have a, a handful of 99s we have in discord his name is 
Jogan in American English. I've been informed that it's Owen. Yeah, I think it's Owen. Either way, you know who you are. You got 99 range this week. Booth got 99 Slayer Woo! this week. And just recently, like last night at like 2 a.m. my time, Beats by Steve got 99 strength. Hell yeah. Shout out to you three for your big 99s. Additionally, we also have our good friend Ryan, Oxy's left nut from the Patreon, who got his quest cape. That was a big, busy day for That's him. Huge. Feeder Blood, Gauntlet, and a quest cape in one day. That's huge. But shout out to the quest cape. And then, as far as purely PVM goes, we have some pretty impressive PVM stuff, some nice drops, some nice upgrades, but call me a little bit biased in that I love these more than anything. We have our friend Ray Ralva with her first Zalra kill. The first is the most difficult. I know we just did back-to-back weeks with first Zalra kills, but, oh, my God, the first is the worst, and it's such a fun (laughs) achievement to to have it's done. not like if you're thinking to yourself like oh i've killed zoro a thousand times like just please just try and remember those first couple kills and how difficult that content is if you're not like if you're not proficient with pvm because a lot of the people who are doing their first zoro kill they haven't done a ton of other pvm so this makes it huge for them like if you've gone off yeah. and you've done theater of blood and chambers of xerix and then you go and do your first zoro it's still huge but you you pretty much know the mechanics of RuneScape, and it's going to be a lot easier for you. So, yeah. As far as we talked about a little bit last night, as far as like difficult PVM progression and like really learning and getting your ass kicked a lot, mm-hmm. uh, it goes Jad, Zolra, Real Theater of Blood, not Story Mode, Real Theater of Blood, Inferno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are like the four stepping stones of like mm-hmm. I am learning how to get good Gauntlet. at PVM. Is in there somewhere? Gauntlet. Mm-mm, I wouldn't say Gauntlet because by the time you get to Gauntlet, I mean by the time you get to Gauntlet, there's a chance you've already done Tob. By the time you get to Gauntlet, you're probably well versed in a lot of other mm-hmm. PVM. And I mean, I it's a good honorable mention, yeah. but given my PVM experience, I would not put maybe Corrupted Gauntlet. Okay. Yeah. No, Corrupted. Because I've done. I'm struggling with Corrupted Gauntlet. I'm semi struggling with the regular Gauntlet, but no, we got Corrupted Gauntlet. I would say is, is but I don't top. know. I don't know where you would put corrupted because I don't think you would put corrupted gauntlet above theater of blood. I really don't. Then it's a good. Middle I've between gotten my Zora, shit kicked in. It's a good middle between Zora and theater of blood. Like, I, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a nice honorable mention smack dab there in the middle. But yeah, and that said. Your first top hard mode, Casey, somebody posts their first hard mode in our Discord, that's getting a shout out for sure. I've never even entered a hard mode before. First Infernal Cape, you know, if you get a mutagen as a level one achievement, that again, so we don't want to discourage late game high end mm-hmm. PVM as as an achievement because there are a shitload of achievements that are come from late game PVM. But one that I saw we just sorry to interrupt you, but one that I saw that we haven't shouted out, or that I don't know if you noticed, but Leo uh friend of the clan leo nasty he did his first uh not he did his first challenge cm right it was first cm yeah that was on mobile not in leagues either holy shit that is on mobile that's disgusting leo's a gamer dude oh my god dude A mobile-only challenge mode, Chambers is there. Yeah, shout out to Leo again. My God. So yeah, we do. We love to see endgame achievements as well. But as you endgame PVMers, we all know that the achievements are more few and far between. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the grinding point of like 
I want a kit for my scythe. It just, you just keep doing it over and over again, you know, once you get there. But so when we get end game achievements, we're going to shout those out as well. So don't feel like you guys are getting left out. I think it's time for the fun question, Michael. I think it is too, Oxy. I sent this to you yesterday. So we've had some time to think about it. I don't know if you like looked at it, thought about it at all yesterday. I almost completely forgot about it because given the times that you sent me these things, it's only a couple of like hours apart from the real, uh, awesome special thing we did mm-hmm. yesterday oh, okay, gotcha. so yeah we can't really we can't really talk about that one just yet up. but but yeah so what is the question for this week i will read it off to you sir yes. the question this week is what other game mechanics would you like to see in old school runescape so i can give you my answer and it would be 100%. like the thought process that i had behind this because I know what your brain instantly goes to is like combat stuff. But where my brain went to was things like, okay, think about how in Minecraft you can pop all of your food into a furnace or a smoker and just leave and come back and it's cooked and you get XP for it. That would be mm-hmm. hella dope in RuneScape if they had some sort of like furnace or service where you could just dump a set number of fish, give them logs or some sort of fuel, maybe make it untradeable, that you would also have to collect. And you could just leave, come back, collect all of the food, and then get experience for it. It would make, mm-hmm. it would make like, somewhat, I mean, it would, it would kind of make cooking like a birdhouse type passive thing, or farming, how that's kind of passive. But I think it'd be hella dope to have the Minecraft style furnace in old school RuneScape. That reminds me a lot of uh, of Melvor Idol. So Melvor Idol, you have three different ways to cook things to get like types of uh-huh. food. And you can active cook, which takes like eight seconds. Or you can passive cook, which takes like 45 mm-hmm. seconds. So you could stick like a thousand sharks in there, but it would take a week to cook them all. Yeah. You know? So yeah. That'd be pretty good, as opposed to like a couple of hours at the Myths Guild, right? And you it would follow the same burn chance. Mm-hmm. I think a difficult would a difficult mechanic would be it, you wouldn't get levels as it goes, right? So you kind of have to time it out. Like, do I want to put two thousand sharks in there? I only have eighty two cooking. I could burn a lot, yeah. Of them. Or I could put two thousand tuna in there, and then when I come back, get a big XP drop. It would be like wines, but a lot longer, so it really extends. I really like yeah. that. It could really extend the cooking the cooking process. And just imagine all the stuff you could be doing while you're waiting for that fish to cook, instead of literally sitting there one by one sh- 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 to have a whole full yeah, inventory It kind of sucks to make <laughs> wines, right? Because you want that big XP drop. Like It kind of sucks. I would wait if I could get, a, I mean, how quickly do you train cooking, though? Like, how quickly do you get 35 cooking by 15,000 karambwans? You wait, like, a month and a half, and then you just, like, one tick have 99? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think there would be some balancing that goes into it. But, man, that's a really that's a really good yeah, mechanic. I thought so, too. I, I've got a couple of different ideas. Uh, some of them are, are, like, items that I've kind of drafted from different bosses. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a fun one would be... And this is like a super raw in the moment. I would think it would be really cool to combine Hunter and Slayer a little bit. Like make it so that let's say you get assigned a certain creature, right? They have a new creature in the game that requires a Hunter level and a Slayer level. To okay. Kill, right. 
you get um uh, they add dinosaurs right there's a dinosaur in the game there's a big you know alpha rex or like a stegosaurus or something some runescape variant and these different slayer monsters require different hunting levels and they appear kind of randomly in certain areas mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh i just did major arena 2 so that's kind of the inspiration right where you have to go around and track these major arena 2 bosses oh yeah you kind of have to like track these monsters in the overworld and then when you get to them you have to kill yeah. them so let's say duradel would assign you like five or ten and you get some pretty nice slayer xp let's say you get like 2500 slayer xp per uh-huh. kill right but you have to track them as they go. And it's random. Which I imagine it could be, it's probably going to end up like Clue Scrolls. You know, kind of like, you know, the Master Hot and Colds, where Runelight will give you, like, here are, like, the narrowed down options. Um, I think you could circumvent that by having, like, like, you have to, like, find items in the world. Like, it starts at Duradel. Duradel's like, hey, I found some tracks outside Shiloh Village I would like you to investigate. Oh. And you look at these like dinosaur tracks outside Shiloh Village, and it's like, oh, the tracks are pointing uh, to the northwest. And you go all the way to like the horseshoe mine in Brimhaven, and then it says, well, there's some scuffed sand, and it looks like the creature went swimming. And it looks like it went swimming. That's so cool. So now you have to go to like, now you have to go to like Ardoyan, and on the shores by like, uh, what's that city called? What's the one with the sea slug? The whatever the city is called? Um, Wherever that dock is, right, you see some, like, muddled mud or whatever, and it's like, oh, the creature took off south in a hurry. So then you have to go, like, way south to, like, the Feldip Hills or something like that. And then you get to, like, broken trees, and you're like, oh, the creature's nearby, and then suddenly the creature spawns, and you have, like, a kind of like a demi-boss fight. Yeah. And it actually takes a little bit of work, but you get, like, 2,500 to 5k Slayer yeah. XP per kill, Bro. you know? And if if Duradel... But it would be... it would. I don't think I would want to do it like a hunter master task. I think it would be like a random slayer task that you add in a way to give hunter a purpose, right? Could you imagine a boss? You have a Tyrannosaurus Rex demi boss that takes 92 slayer and 95 hunter to go kill. And it takes forever. It's got some decent waiting, maybe like an eight. Yeah ish from a from a monster like duradel or monster a master like duradel or neve or something like that and the higher tier hunter and slayer the more you have to track this mm. thing so like let's say the level 10 slayer hunter monster can be like oh neve said she saw some tracks outside the trinome stronghold they head southwest and then boom there's the monster right there at the outpost but the highest tier one you could be tracking it you know you could be tracking that bitch all the way through uh Gilinor. You end up in like deep wilderness with like you're squaring off against a tyrannosaur right out there and you have a chance. I don't know what the drops would be. I don't know how to make it rewarding as far as like monetary gain. Yeah. Um as far as like PVM items like I kind of talked about, I think a really cool one to add, and I kind of thought this is like a Venonatus rework. Um you get either a set of items or a piece of armor that allows you to not get stuck in webs. Okay or not get stunned by environmental things, yeah. which could be very helpful at a boss like Hydra, who can stun you with the lightning. Particularly with the webs, the one thing I thought of, if they rework Venonatus to have a web attack like she does, but where else would that be helpful? Verzik's P3 oh, web yeah. phase. So if everyone had that armor on, you could just stand there and smack Verzik, and you wouldn't take any damage from the webs because you wouldn't be stunned, right? 
Is that a great idea? I don't know. <laughs> possibly. Possibly not. But just some sort of nice PVM upgrade. You know, maybe I would want to see something that is applicable for the rest of the mm-hmm. game and not just like, Two oh, uses. this drop from this boss makes the boss easier to kill later and it just becomes a cycle. Yeah. Right? Like, things like that. I'd I'd like to avoid that, but, you know, what can you do? Oxy. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Very, very few times on this podcast has a fun question made me so excited for content that is literally not in the game. <laughs> How long had you thought about the Hunter Slayer? Uh, 40, 40 seconds. <laughs> Maybe 45 seconds, dude. That would be so much fun to be like. I, I could also see it being a pain in the ass no. of like, man, I really need Slayer tests. Well, like, think about not it. You're trying to AFK Slayer. It would be so much fun. You could just skip it. That's true. Literally, that's true. Like, you could just skip the task. Anything in this, any Slayer test, you can just skip. There's no obligation to do any task unless you're out of points. But, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Maybe it could be something selectable from a Slayer yeah, Master. You know unlocked, how he's like, ah, unlockable. seeing as you're taking on this task alone, you can kill Jad or Zuck instead of Tazars. It can be like, well, we have a couple different reports. Choose which one you want. Yes. I want the 35, the 50, or the 92 hunter requirement. Yes. And then that determines what monster you fight for, like, different drops and Please, shit. Like, that could guess. be fun. Like, this is a this is on par with, like, Big Monkey, Jagex. Like, if you if you could oh, so give us some I need you, Slayer Hunter combo. I need you to write something up for Reddit. Please. They need to know <laughs> about this. That sounds like so much fun the fact that you have to go to different locations so like you start here and then you automatically know it's going to end up there that alleviates the whole broken rune light plugin thing because once you get to the first location then it can branch off and it can be like four other locations at that point but rune light's not going to know until you get to that next location yeah like you have to you have to go i mean i would make it so it's it's balanced in some ways of like all right so step number one could lead to like 10 different mm-hmm. locations. Step number two could lead to like five. Step number three could lead to like mm-hmm. three different locations. And then once you get to like step three or four in the then hunt, you know. it kind of the next like two steps. So you can kind of go to that end point and be like, all right, this is where it's at. It's like herbivore because like, you, ha- you, you know, we're going all around uh, Fossil Island, but you can't get to the end location until you've checked every location before it. So it's not mm-hmm. broken in the sense that you can just kick the dirt and then go to the end because you know it's going to be there. Like you have to mm-hmm. make it to each checkpoint first. Yeah, oh, my counterpoint my to God. that. My counterpoint to that would be Gilinor is a hell of a lot bigger than Fossil Island. Doesn't matter. We can teleport. I, I, like, I you do don't think have to it walk would be these places. You can teleport. And if you're ninety, that is true. Some of them will probably be tele by teleports. Yes. Oh my gosh, Oxy. Bro, an actual application for Hunter beyond level 69 yes. as a main account. Oh, that'd be so nice. I Especially if it tied into a boss with like a 20 mil drop too. Oh my gosh. Like if it and was something random, really good. Like it's a random task. Like, okay, because I was thinking about mm-hmm. how you're talking about uh, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. They got hella bones, right? So what if once you kill the T-Rex, it drops an untradeable set of bones that you take to an altar or you take somewhere special and you burn those bones or you bury them and they just give you really good prayer XP. So that's the incentive to kill that boss. 
what if it was something like Melvor Idol again, taking inspiration from Melvor uh-huh. that has a lot of really cool mechanics as an AFK game. Uh, there is a an item pack you can get from I think the Cyclopses while you're thieving. It's called a Bone Pack, mm-hmm. and you pop it open, and you get a random assortment of bones, kind of like an herb box from Nightmare Zone. But you kill these prehistoric creatures, and you get like a Bone Pack or something from them as a guaranteed drop. Yeah. And there's like a a 10% chance for normal, a 20% chance for big bones. And it goes all the way up to like a 0.5% chance for superior dragon bones. And it's just like an extra little bit of loot instead of whatever they drop. Like they drop like a large bone that you can like crack open and get a bunch (gasps) of other bones out of. Right. Like an herb box. But for bones, or like a seed pack for bones. What if it was like that would be fun. Like the T-Rex or whatever monster. It doesn't have to be a dinosaur. But like what if mechanically or lore wise this monster ate other people or other things oh, and those are the yeah. bones it was like an apex yes. predator yeah like a kaiju and it just sort of like it's like a pellet like an owl <laughs> pellet full of yes. bones and it just you get like you can harvest the bones from this little pellet thing oh that would be so cool if you had an apex carnivore roaming gilinor that like hunted dragons oh and shit gosh. oh that'd be so cool dude that would be so cool we've got something really good going here we got we got a really good concept working if you're that'd be a really fun if mechanic. you're out there listening and this like please if you have the wherewithal to write something up i'm gonna redo that nonsense and this is our idea we're taking okay. it it's patented it's copyrighted <laughs> well, then, we own it we have full distribu- distribution you have, rights to it you are obligated now to to post it on reddit i pff, give me some time to make something up and i will right black text <laughs> or what yellow text black background why not that's the whole <laughs> old reddit saying okay any other ones because i i mean that was all i had thought about was the the minecraft mechanic but you just blew my which i i have so i i love that being able to put sharks in a a passive cooker for a month and get fatty cooking xp that'd be it's not broken either it'd be really good for iron men it would be really good that'd be really good for iron men yeah i I don't know i think like it would cater a, a lot to iron men because a lot of this stuff in the game and more specifically item collection is very very mm-hmm. tedious. I just remember like talking to Iron Man. They're like, "Well, I can't go do chambers because I don't have scales, and I I don't want to go to Zora right now. So like, what do I do? Well, the only reason that you would want to go to Zora is to get the scales to do other content. Well, if you could passively get scales, that's great. So that's why a lot of Iron Men will fish the sacred eels. But like, you you need food for PBM." So what are you going to spend like the entire day while you could be having fun cooking? That's kind of boring, especially if you're already 99. Mm-hmm. So then just give people a way to passively cook um, in something that's not broken. Like it's literally not broken. It's the same XP, but um, you just, you're just doing it passively. And maybe it's half XP. I don't know. It could be even like more balanced in that sense. So that's a lot. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, it would be it would be really good. I think a great way to close this podcast is to have me get ninety nine or not ninety nine to have me get my tier seven thriller control okay. laser. Are you almost there? What do you think? Yeah, I I am I am there right now. I'm going to withdraw blood, death, and soul. I just got the level to do it and i'm going to switch to the ancient spell book this poor arty knight does not know what's coming for him 
cast Blood Barrage. Hit him with the dun 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 There we go, baby. You have reached tier 7. You have officially 15,065 league points for casting Blood Barrage. And we have unlocked the Living on a Prayer fragment, which I don't know how good that is. Um Oh, this is good. Fragment reduces prayer drain by up to 60%. What? So you combine this with Divine Restoration that just restores prayer points, and it's a Knife's Edge Twin Strikes Fragment. That is huge. That's going to be huge for Bandos. <laughs> Look at that. All seven relics equipped. That's big. Well, that's a really fun way to end this uh, this here episode. XP Wasters, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a good one. I'm excited to get this one out to you guys. Got any last words for us, Michael? Follow us on all our socials. Call it good. Yeah, yeah. follow the socials. Don't forget about the YouTube uh, uh, giveaway that we're doing. And um, enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Yeah. Bye. Bye.